and welcome to Own in the Evening, episode 21, baby. We are flying, flying high. Almost here alongside Own Dog. Backing up those episodes. And, and we're on there. Spotify. Yeah, we actually got our first episode up, number 20, there to watch. A beautiful thing. Check it out. And you can see us live here now. <laughs> see us live. Live! 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, notwithstanding, on both YouTube and Kick. Own Dog creates anywhere and everywhere. I create things all over the place. Yeah, you do. I create experiences, is what I create. I create greatness. I think you do. I like what you create. That's all that matters. Alright, so we had a, a touch-and-go subject to start with, and I'm not even sure if we really want to talk about it. Alma was, this is upsetting to Alma and all of these things, but we just had an incident with one of the children this evening, and perhaps, perhaps, I, I 100% agree I could have handled it better. No, no perhaps about it. Perhaps I said something I shouldn't have said. Perhaps I was too loud in a spot where I should not have been too loud. There are a lot of perhapses. The reality of it is that all of that, as we think about all of those things, or as these things end up upsetting people, we're taking our eye off the ball. We're not thinking about the things that we're supposed to be thinking about, which is the behavior of the child that brought dad to the anger in the first place. Oh, dad will check his anger. And I don't think I'm an angry father. I don't throw things across the room. I don't kick the dog when I'm angry. Hell, we don't even have a dog. I don't kick the cats. I don't touch or smack any of the children, right? I'm not a hitter, none of those things. But I do yell, and verbally, I've already said, if you want a verbal joust with me, you're probably going to lose. And this is not an invitation, it's just the reality of what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pussyfoot around. I'm going to tell my daughter, whether she's 14 or not, that she did a shitty job, right? Because her chore was to sweep the floor, and she didn't. She skipped things she knows she shouldn't skip. She didn't do things she knows she's supposed to do. She didn't move anything to sweep around it. And then, even in the open areas of the floor, there was still shit all over the place. And I called her out swiftly for all of that bullshit because she did a bad job. And because she was dancing around to music with an earpiece in, acting a fool while she should have been doing a good job. And so perhaps I'm unreasonable, right? That might be the thing, because when I talk, my daughter looks at me like I'm unreasonable. But then again, she's caught in the shit and doesn't want to be there. So to her, everything's unreasonable. But a lot of times Alma thinks I'm unreasonable. And that is the struggle for me, because I don't want to be unreasonable. And I like Alma, and I do care what she thinks. But at the same time, I asked my 15-year-old daughter, and she didn't think I was unreasonable at all. She gets it. So, long story short, we've got a daughter who is okay with doing less than her best, as long as no one checks. And we have a daughter who's unwilling to admit that, even to herself, 
So even as I was showing her things that she did wrong team, she was defending it. She was digging her heels in. My daughter, that is, was digging her heels in. And this is something stupid. This is a swept floor. I don't really give a shit if the floor is swept or it isn't. I mean, ultimately, in the scheme of things, I recognize that means very little in the grand scheme of the universe. But what does mean a lot is a person, not even a child, a person who's willing to give you less than their best and lie to you about it. That right there bothers me. I've said so many times to my children, to you, to Alma, to anyone who listens, that it's what you do when no one's watching that matters most. And when no one's watching, my 14-year-old daughter is okay with doing shit work. That's the problem, that when nobody's watching, she's willing to lie and do shady things. And that's, that's who she's choosing to be. And then in... That's her choice, though. And in light of who she's choosing to be, we respond to that. And that's where I struggle. Like, I, I get upset with who you choose to be in response to who she's choosing to be. And I just, I, I don't know what to say when I see how you act and how you treat her. And the, the anger and the words you choose to try to get her to be different, it, it's a struggle for me to witness because I think, I think she has problems. And like to witness the way she's treated with the verbal, the verbal lectures like feels abusive, but it's not, it's lectures, but like, Mentally, if I were taking those lectures myself, it would be hard for me. And like, I can't, she writes them off, like, however, she writes them off. So she's not hearing them. And that's the problem. So they're not coming across. So they're not helpful. I've talked to her in inside conversations about, like, about how you talk to her. And she's like, I don't hear it. I just, that's dad. And like, so all these conversations that you have to try to talk to her, she's not absorbing it. So the way you want to come at her, she doesn't listen. She just turns off. She's shutting down. So it's an attack on her. She's, she's feeling attacked. And like, that's not a way to get a person to change. We're all people. We all make choices to be who we're going to be. And in our own time, we'll make the changes we need to make. And pressuring people and yelling at them and like just attacking who they are, that's not going to break them into the person you want them to be. They are going to be who they want to be regardless of who you want them to be. And that's where I struggle because... I want her to be a beautiful person, but lecturing the hell out of her, that's not going to make her a beautiful person. That's going to make her want to be who she is all the more, which is an ugly person that's shady and shitty and lies and cheats and steals. And that's not what we want of her. All right. So you threw out the abuse word. You got to say more. You can't just say it feels abusive and then leave it because you're going to leave here people. You're going to leave people here thinking that I'm abusive, you're which not, I'm 100 percent not, not. And I disagree 100 percent and wholeheartedly. So why don't you tell me what feels abusive so we can talk about that? 
loud, loud words, loud and aggressive and just nonstop ranting that doesn't that you force them to say what you want them to say because yeah. you it, you have so, a stance. Just so we know what she's talking about, team, because we're all doing this. We're talking live here. Almost talking specifically about me making my daughter say she did a bad job sweeping the floor. Okay? This is what I... I you're going to have to say it. You have to say, say, I did a bad job, and I made her say it. Because she won't say it if you don't make her. How can you get better if you don't recognize that you didn't do the job the right way? That's, and so that's my thinking. Now, if that feels abusive, then I have an eye-opening awakening yet to come. I don't feel that's abusive. I feel like that's a... St- First step towards getting help in alcoholism is admitting you have a problem. The first step towards fixing a bad job, I would think, would be admitting you have a problem. But having somebody force you to admit it, that's not helpful. I you mean, have to come to it in your own time. But at the same and that's what way. I asked you, and this is good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we did this because when I ask Alma these things off stream, she doesn't want to talk. So now, now she, and I'm glad. I want to hear what you have to say. I'll ask you again what I asked you off stream. We're supposed to let her bad behavior slide, and we're supposed to let her get away with yet another incident of her giving less than her best and feeling okay about it. That's what you're saying. Just let it happen. No, we're supposed to hold her accountable for her actions. But we're and making not... her admit it is not holding her accountable, or that's holding her too accountable. No, but I just don't feel that the way we're going about it is the right way. We've got to do the way I'm going about it. I'm not. I yeah, I'm not the one doing it. That's for sure, because I'm silent. I'm the silent partner. I know that because I'm not confrontational at all. So this is. It shouldn't be. You're muted. Raising your kids isn't a confrontation. Telling them they're less than their best or making them admit that fact is not a confrontation. That's called parenting. That's our job. Brief in the kick chat. Welcome. Your kids either take up your lessons or learn on their own time. Brief doesn't have kids herself, but uh, can imagine raising them and being uh, raising them being such an obstacle in general. Okay, yeah, I mean it is, and that's what we're talking about here. Is we have one child who resists. Now, while we say all this and Alma makes these statements, my 15-year-old, who is very open and honest with me, she's told me before when I've been unreasonable, she didn't think anything I did tonight was unreasonable. And I circle back to her because I appreciate her opinion and she does let me know. No, you probably, probably shouldn't have said that. And I recognize sometimes I'm not at my best. In fact, tonight I can already think of a handful of things that I could have said differently and I could have said better. But at no circumstance or point did I think that, okay, we just let this one slide. And that's what I asked Alma. And you didn't have an answer before. So I just kept going because there was nobody really to bounce things off of. Nobody to keep me honest in my moment of frustration while I dish out said lecture. And then you throw out the A word that it feels abusive. And I'm just, it's, it blows my mind because one, I don't think it was all even close to being abusive. And two, neither does the 15 year old. So for you thinking that, that hurts because I don't want you to think that, but it doesn't hurt me personally, but it hurts that you would and I don't want you to. So I'll tone anything back that you think we ought to, but at the same time, that doesn't fix the fact that we have a kid who's willing to do best, you know, less than her best, lie about it, and just totally okay with it. I agree. We have a problem on our hands. She is not her best person. She's not her best self. But I just, I don't think how we're handling her is our best self. Like, 
we're not doing our our best versions to help her. We're and you not. think our best version would be softer. And oh, it's okay that I you didn't sweep the floor properly, even though no. you know the steps. It's okay, honey, that you didn't, that you knew you weren't done and yet you said you were done. It's okay that, you know, you continue to offer less than your best when no one's around and pretend like it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. No, I don't know that that's the right way either. I'm just saying what I think happened tonight, I don't feel that was right either. Because I think it was over the top and too much. It was aggressive and it was mean and it was just too What was much. mean about it? The attacks on her. What did I say that attacked her? I don't her? remember the exact word. Because I, I didn't say anything that attacked her. I said, if you weren't, if you, I said, when I first got frustrated, I said that, you know, if you weren't dancing around like a moron, I did say that, but I didn't say she was a moron. I said she was dancing around like a moron. And I've also freely admitted that I dance around like a moron myself. Like the, so those are not even words that I use in an abusive fashion. You're dancing around like a goofball, like a jackass. You're dancing around. You can take all those words, and if you want to make those hurtful, that's fine. And if they are, in fact, that's one of the things, the handful of things already that I determined, you know, next time I probably don't need to say, dancing around like a moron. But that was factual. She had an earpiece in, her earbud from her, her phone, and she's just bopping around, not sweeping the floor, to the point that you had to tell her an additional two or three times to get her chore done, right? One time. One time I had to tell her. That's all. And that was the second time that I had heard. The first one was like five minutes prior. Okay. But either way, she, I just think we can find another way. I don't well, what's know. What's the way? I'm looking for suggestions. You're telling us to find it, but you're not offering any map to get there. I'm willing know. to try anything. Since, since she was seven, we've been her. having these problems with her. And we've got her set up for counseling. But in the meantime, we're just supposed to let her get, you know, get away with everything until counseling and not address it at all here at home. No, I just, I don't think getting Remember, this is the kid who lied her. and let her sisters eat her punishment so she could go to a dance. And that was months ago. And, you know, it hasn't gotten any better. So when, when all this started at the age of seven, right? Uh, you know, we kind of were soft. We weren't, we certainly wasn't like it was tonight and none of that worked from seven to now. And here we are. So I'm willing to try new things, but in all, in all sincerity, love, I love you much, but I don't think that we're off track here. I 100% believe that it is absolutely appropriate to make her say the words. I didn't do my best. I did a bad job. If that feels mean to you, I'm sorry, but you would also be the type of person who would struggle in a work environment. I and, do. And you have, and you do. And going back to jobs that you've lost before, what, what did you say about some of the jobs that so-and-so at work was mean to you? Is that not our 14-year-old? Yeah. This teacher's mean to me. No, she's holding you accountable. You feel right now, Alma, I'm being mean because I'm holding someone accountable. You are a person who through your mania and before you were a person who struggled with being held accountable. You didn't like it. You still don't like it today, to be quite honest. And our 14 year old daughter absolutely resists it at every turn. And so we need Alan Dersman in here, my character who will hold you accountable because he wouldn't be standing for any of this shit. And I'm not a spanker. But I, I've said before that I believe spanking would be an effective method because if I were like one of those people who just like whoop your ass with a spoon or whatever, like some of the folks we know, 
I'll bet she doesn't behave like this. I have a huge problem with that because we're okay with violence in this world. Sure, beat our children down, break their spirits, make That's them fine. be how we want to be. And you're talking about somebody else, though, because I don't do that. So even though I, know, I believe it would be effective, I have. So I, often. You scare our children with that. If I could beat you, you'd do it my way. And I have such a problem with that. Like, no, if you're not a beater, why do you talk about it all the time? Because it's a reminder that they have a decent father who's willing to talk to them and negotiate rather than go right to spanking. And I don't see a problem with that. Right? But evidently you do. And this is the first time you've told me. And so, again, I'm open to all these suggestions and I could lay off that, you know, I could stop saying that entirely. That doesn't have to be part of my playbook, but it'd be useful and helpful for sure to know these things. And so I appreciate that we're having the time here now on the show that you're willing to talk about it. Because when we talk offline, it's me talking and you don't, you don't interact. And that's not very helpful for me at all. So, like, to know now that you have these feelings about that particular statement or that line of statements, I can stop that. That doesn't change the fact that, in fact, if you were a butt whooper, you're probably getting better responses from the child right now than I'm getting. And that, in actuality, kind of hurts me because I don't want to be a butt whooper and I'm not. But it's sad that the nice guys don't get the results that somebody who's violent and physical would. And I agree with you, Alma. I don't think that beating your kids is the right way, and this is why I don't do it. So when you're crying about that and saying you don't believe in that, good, because we don't do it, and I won't do it. All I do is give them a reminder that some parents do, but if that makes me the bad guy again, all right, I'll stop. If that, seriously, if that's the issue here. The issue it's is the dad the says, issue. the issue is the dad says, you know, there are kids out there who get butt whoopings all the time. I'll bet they're not acting like this. So... I will stop saying that. that. I'll never use that line again. But you got to tell me that these things bother you because I can't read your mind. I'm very good at reading you, but I can't read your thoughts. And so this right now here on this moment in this show is the first time I've ever heard that. Wow, I can't believe I haven't said that before because that's, that's been a long time bothering me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. But I know that attacking someone over and over for the things they don't change. I take offense to the word attacking. Again, you're saying that. Tell me how I attacked anybody. Even verbally, endless, tell me how I attacked her. Endless words over and over. Just So repeating really, myself to make a point is attacking. I feel it is. Because it's... it's it's just aggressive, endless Do you feel it is because you're not comfortable when somebody does that to you? Yes, absolutely. And if is I, put, it, I put myself in, the, in her place, and if I were going through that kind of thing, I would feel attacked. So then, okay, let me just, let me just circle back. Got a kid who lies directly to you. Okay, so let me just give you the steps. Didn't do the chore properly. Then, when she was told to get back to work, she didn't get back to work. When I asked her why she didn't get back to work, she told me the job was done. Now, this is what happened. She said it was done. I said, okay, we're going to go check. It wasn't done. It wasn't even done halfway. Then I said, okay, did you move? Because you're supposed to move the chair to sweep under the chair. We've got a deal here. We, we know the drill. 
right? We can't give her the benefit of the doubt to print like she didn't know. She knows what she's supposed to do, but she didn't. Well, I, I got the broom under there at an angle. So I showed her the hair and the crap on the floor. And over here in the open, I showed her the crap on the floor because she said, well, I didn't move anything. Okay, well, right here, right in the open, there's crap on the floor. Okay? And it was all true. She didn't do her job. She knew she didn't do her job. She knew there were parts of it that she half-assed. And then she knew there were parts of it that she outright skipped. And yet she said she was done. And we're supposed to be concerned about making her feel comfortable. I disagree. I think she ought to feel uncomfortable. I think she ought to feel as uncomfortable as humanly possible. So she equates feeling uncomfortable with half-assing it and lying about it. I think you should feel uncomfortable after you've half-assed it and lied about it. Because if you can't be bothered to feel uncomfortable, where is the road to betterment? How does it come to you if you can't, if you're comfortable with all of those things? Now, let me just repeat that, Alma, because I want you to, to, you, I want you to commit here. You're saying that when a person lies directly to your face after not doing the proper job, your focus as the person who was lied to should be on making them comfortable. Can I get you a chair? We'll grab you a drink. I should be making her comfortable, right? I care about a person that has a problem, and she has a fucking problem. She can't. Now be you honest. don't know that, so I that's just that's that. projecting because I, she's not been to counseling. She might. She is not, but she's going to counseling. I know she has she, a problem with transactional relationships. I know she has a problem with being shady. I know she has a problem with being honest. I know she is not a good person, and that is something that's wrong with her. And so all of I mean, I think she's a good person. I disagree with you. I think she's a good person who just is okay with giving less than her best when it benefits her. I don't know. I don't know. I can't know. A lot of these things add up to less than less than a shining star. Now, are you are you love attacking her right now? No, I'm So it's only attacking her if you say these words in her presence. No, I'm, I'm talking, I don't know, sure, if you want to call me attacking her, I don't know, absolutely. I'm asking you. You said I attacked her for things that I said that weren't even close to what you said, that she has a problem. I didn't bring up transactional relationships. I just talked about the floor, that she didn't do the floor, and that this isn't the first time she gave less than her best on a job. I did say that if you were an employee somewhere, you probably would get fired, right? All of those words were what I said, but you're sitting here saying she has a problem, with these things and this thing and this thing, but that's not attacking. I, I just want to know because the next time I do this, I don't want you sitting thinking I'm attacking the child. That's important. That verbiage and that line of wording hurts me. I'm not, a, I'm not one to attack the children, but I didn't do anything this night that I felt was attacking them. Again, not my best to say you're dancing around like a moron, but at the same time, okay, that is, if that's the worst that I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll adjust that. But at the, same, at the same time, making her say, you say it. Say, I did a bad job on the floor. That's what I said to her. You say it. And she didn't want to say it, so I said, say it! Right? And I yelled. And she said it. And she didn't want to. Now, okay, that's fine. We're not supposed to do that. And again, if that's what I did that was wrong, then I'll, I'll stop. But are your words, like if I were to say your words directly to her, would you sit there and feel that dad was attacking her again? I don't know. It's all situational. It's all about how you carry yourself in her presence and how you deal with her. Like, so, and how you're 
I mean, how the interaction goes. Do you carry it on for 45 minutes and drag her around pointing out little pieces I of didn't hair drag on her. the floor? So you got to stop I, saying that. What? I didn't drag her anywhere. I made her you come made, in the room with me. I made her. But and you're, you, you're making it like I drug a child across the floor and attacked You didn't them. know such thing. I know I that. Drag, I know that. I and the only reason I'm saying that when, is because we're here on the show now. When and you have to give accurate descriptions of what happened. I dragged her nowhere. I made her follow me into the room that she didn't sweep. And I showed her she didn't sweep it. And all the while, she continued to deny that she was dragged nowhere and denied the whole time. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's a tough situation. In your mind, see, you, you build a narrative in your mind. He's attacking the child. I'm not, but that's what you tell yourself. And then that's what you feel bad about, about the child being attacked, who was never attacked. You drag her from room to room. I didn't drag her anywhere. But you put it in your head that I dragged her, and now it's this terrible thing. All right, well, let's go back to a job. You work a job. Your job is to sweep the floor at the end of the night. Your supervisor makes you sweep the floor, and you don't do the rooms, and he takes you room to room to show you. Unreasonable? Of course not. Because no, that was your fucking job. No, but it's unreasonable when you're like, here, come here. No, take this step. No, one more step. No, another step. Right here. I said right here. That's dragging someone. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. Why, does, why do those extra two steps matter? That's unreasonable. You're muted. It's because, listen, it's because, I'm going to say it again. It's because she couldn't see the thing that I told her that I wanted to show her from where she was standing. And I told her specifically, I need you to stand right here. And she didn't. She wanted to one step, three step away. She, and it was slow play. Right here, please. Nope. One step closer. Dude, you know where I need you to stand. Get right here. Right here. That's why I did it. So she wasn't able to see what I wanted to show her from where she was. I needed her in the specific spot. Yes, I did need her in that specific spot. So yeah, I needed her to stand where I was. And it wasn't complicated because I made it complicated because all she needed to do is step right where I pointed because I pointed right where I needed her. But she didn't. She wanted to play keep away. That's, she was doing it deliberately. I know she was because she didn't go to where I said each time and so finally i was like nope right here nope step right here i need you right here one more step yeah i did all of that i did all of that because she couldn't see what i wanted her to see from where she was again so if this makes me unreasonable i will never do that again i guess the next time i'll just let it go and not show her what i had to show her and see this is where i think it just becomes an unreasonable effort the point had already been made many times over that she hadn't done the job so to go through and show her 20 times that she had, or however many times it was, I'm exaggerating, that she hadn't done the job, okay, yeah, she hadn't done the job. We okay. got that point. So let's so, walk through it again. Let's, so everyone's clear. We were here in the living room. She hadn't done the job. She said she did the job, but she hadn't done the job. So I showed her a couple of instances where she hadn't done the job. Then she still said she had done the dining room. You see? This ain't a me thing. This is a her thing. Because she's unwilling to admit, you're right, I did a crappy job. No, we don't need to go in the dining room, Dad, because I didn't do a good job in there either. 
Those words didn't come out of her mouth. She still said the dining room was done. So we went to take a look. And if I got to show her, because she's going to lie until you show her, that's the problem. She will lie and lie until you show her. So you got to show her. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just let her lie. And that's the question. You let her lie. You just, you accept it, even though you know it's not true. Or do you say, no, I know you're lying, but I'm not going to go through the effort of showing you. And then what does she do when you say that? Nope, I'm not lying. Well, you can think that, but I know that's what she'll say. Hell, that's what she said before when she was lying right to our face. Yep, she has done that. So again, if I overstep and I'm unreasonable, I'm, 100 willing, I, I'm 125% willing to accept that. I constantly try to better myself through all my interactions with the children. I swear it. I think more about their interactions and stuff than I probably do anything else. Hell, we're talking about it here on the show, right? And even off the show. Everybody moves on with their day, and I continue to think through these things and my part in it, my interactions, how I can make it better. And I've tried many things. I've tried step-by-step, you know, step-by-step lists and instructions on what to do. Nobody reads them. They just disregard them. I have given a order of operations. Here's what we do. We do this first, then we do this. They do it just as long as they need to to make sure that I'm doing something else. And then they move on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I accept that I was not my best. I accept that I can do things better. But at the same time, what I'm hearing is that we ought to just let her go because she... Why? Like, how does that help? There's a ton of fucking people out in the world already who are fine with doing less than their best. And you're saying we ought to just let this slide and send her out there into the world to be less than her best? Just no. another one of them. And you're saying that my way is ineffective, but you have no thoughts on a better way. And that's why I involve the 15-year-old, because I'm willing to accept that the 14-year-old doesn't hear me. But at the same time, how much shit are you supposed to take? How much are you going to let her get away with? Because I promise that she will get away with whatever she can. She already does. And so you just let her continue to take advantage of situations and do less than her best when you've got three other kids who are watching and learning. You've got a 15-year-old who thinks, man, I don't do this stuff. The world is different for me. That doesn't feel fair. You've got a 10-year-old and a 7- or an 8-year-old, almost 8-year-old, who are watching their older sister learning how to act, and we're just supposed to let it slide. No, no, you're not, because they are watching and learning. I just, I and don't And they're know watching and do. learning me, too, right? They're learning from me, and that's why I'm always on a quest to do better that's why I think about the things that I could have said differently or the way that I could have done it differently. But if you've built a narrative in your mind where I've yelled at the kids to the point of abuse and drugged them all around the house, that's not right either. That's 100% off. And that's you building a false narrative. And it's my responsibility also to correct your false narrative, Alma, because I love you. And because if you asked anybody else, they wouldn't have seen it like you saw it. In fact, the 15-year-old did not. know what to say i don't know what to say either like i feel as though what i need to do is just ignore all of this stuff and let it happen and i was i was perfectly fine i was working here at my desk as my 14 year old did her chore and i'll put it in air quotes because she didn't do no chore 
She went through the miming efforts of sweeping the floor just good enough so she could say she was done and get on with her day. But unfortunately, she ended up dropping something after her mom had to tell her for the second time to do her chore. And in, in your narrative, you only told her once. So the red ball of truth is out there, and I can't show it to you, but I'm certain it was twice. I had heard you tell her twice, and I, I resisted turning around to get involved because I didn't want to get involved. I was busy with stuff for this show. And she gave less than her best. So then when I call her out for it, everybody feels bad because I might yell a little bit or I might be unhappy. Okay? So in a world where I don't yell and I'm not unhappy, we just have a kid who takes advantage and gets away with what she can. And I don't know how I, how I can even go on feeling okay with that. Especially when she's got three other siblings who she's already made eat shit for her lies. I don't know. So if anything, I realize that it's probably not within my grasp to correct the child, but I can dissuade certain behaviors. And even if that doesn't change her true self, that at least enables her to put on a facade that will keep her from not being able to function in society, right? From not going to work and thinking, oh, I can't work here. So-and-so is mean to me. Oh, I can't work here. They're unreasonable. They're mean to me. They yell at me for everything. When the truth is you're doing a shit job and deflecting. doesn't feel right. In fact, that feels ass backwards. All right. Well, we're going to put a pin in that because Alma is done with that topic it sounds like and i really don't have anything else to say but i you know let me know in the comments or send us an email on in the evening at gmail.com and uh, let me know your thoughts like let's be clear nobody was struck with any hands or any other thing nobody was whooped spanked or otherwise physically punished nobody was dragged anywhere they were made to walk into a room right I didn't even put my hand on their arm and bring them. I said, come on in here. And they did of their own volition. There was no dragging. So as you walk away with the narrative team, I encourage you to walk away with the right one. And then ask yourself, because I'd love to hear from you, do you think I was unreasonable? In fact, I already know two or three things I'd say differently. But do you think that the act of holding someone accountable makes you unreasonable? Did I step too far to expect that she wouldn't lie about doing a bad job? Did I push too much when I made her say the words, I didn't do a good job? Because I don't, all that stuff as I say it, I'm like, no, you didn't, own dog. Absolutely not. But maybe I'm my own worst enemy here because Alma's upset. And that matters to me. And I don't want Alma to be upset. But if Alma's being upset because I'm walking down the right path toward correcting the child, then Alma's got to figure out a way to accept that and not be upset. That's just the way it is. I'd love to know what you think. I feel like I'm a reasonable person. That's what I think, right? 
Accountability is important. We thank you. Enabling can cause issues with your other kids in the future. I think certain vocal tones inflict feelings of disappointment, which can feel heavy or difficult for youngins to process. Not an expert on our family on the outside looking in. Yes, I appreciate you, and I, I welcome your opinion. Thank you. Certain tones can absolutely do that, and I am good at inflection and tones. I oftentimes tell Alma, like, I'm, I'm shouting or you know, yelling something at the children, and I look at her, and I'm like, I'm not even mad. This is how you have to say it or they're not going to listen to you. So I 100% believe inflection is important. And I don't feel at any, night, at any point tonight I lost control of myself. I said everything that I wanted to say exactly as I said it. And I don't think that I overstepped. But that's my opinion. The fact is Alma's upset. And that matters more to me than whether or not I was right here. And so for Alma, I'll try to make a change, but I appreciate your words because, yeah, I don't want to walk away from here feeling like I did wrong or I was unreasonable. Because if I did, I'd want to make changes, big changes. But to hear your words, thank you. I appreciate that. Accountability is important. 100%. Damn cool mustache. Oh, yeah. That's one of the highlights, baby. Thank you. A Brazilian guy hitting the kick chat. Remember, team, if you're listening later, you can check out. Remember, team, if you're listening later, you can check us out live Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday nights at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kick.com and YouTube. Own Dog creates on both. Own Dog and Alma will be on in the evening, three nights a week. Glad to see you, a Brazilian guy. Get it curled up for you. People love the stash. Pretty cool stash. Uh, did it take a long time? I've been growing this mustache for like 10 years. Um, but I cut it and trim it. So if you're trying to grow one, I encourage you. No, this isn't 10 years worth of growth. I've actually shaved this off and started over. But I've had it for about 10 years that I've worn it. So just so we're clear, it's not 10 years of growth. Uh, but I've been wearing this curly mustache for 10 years. At one point, I had shaved my entire face. My kids were like, you got to let it grow back. You look weird. So I can't go, I can't go clean shaven at all. Um, but yeah, the mustache is kind of a, kind of a draw. So we always, it's always featured. Um, but if you're interested in growing a curly mustache, my tip for you is to just grow what you can and then start grabbing it and twisting it. Even if it's small, even if it's tiny, just a little bit, you got to go... You know, and then it'll start to grow out the more you twist it. And eventually you'll have your own curly mustache. It, that process took me probably like a year to get it to where it actually had a decent curl. And it all started because I was going to be Jack Sparrow for Halloween one year. And then the kids didn't want me to get a haircut or shave my face. Much Thanks love to Alma Jack indeed. Sparrow. Much love to Alma. I love that lady. So even if she's got it wrong here, I don't care. Because it's not really important that she sees things my way, but just that I don't do anything to hurt her. Because that's more what I care about. I don't want her being sad, even if I feel like I handled it properly. So, it, it weighs, it, you said it weighs heavy or difficult. When she's upset, it weighs heavy and difficult. I'd love for her to see it my way and be on my side, but it's not that important. I care more about Alma than I care about my side. And I care more about my daughter than I care about my side. And so if I can help her in a different way and I can help her more better, I would. So 
but I can't just leave her to be less than her best and lie about it. I can't, I can't send that person out into the world without trying at least to nudge her in the right direction. Hell, if you were one of my friends, I would say the same thing to you. It's what you do when no one's watching, man, that's important. Like I'm out of a magic book. Right. I'm a wizard, Harry. I'm a Harry wizard. <laughs> All right, Alma. So we'll move on from this topic. I, I know you were working on everything when the fan kind of hit the shit, as we say. So we don't have topics appropriately, but we've kind of hit the end of our time allotment for this, this stream or this show anyway. So with that, let's end on something positive, Alma. Tell me, nah. There's not, every day is not a good day, right? But there's good in every day. Tell me you're good today, sweetheart. I, we're going through hard times, you know, uh, you know, money struggles and everything. And I reached out, you know, to friends for advice on what we could do. And, you know, some, some friends offered to help. You know, I do tarot readings. And I asked for donations, and some came through. So, yay, that was a good in the day today. That is a definite good in the day. And I heard your voice waver, uh, because you don't like that. You don't like asking for help or asking for donations. Right. Because... I like to give myself away for free because it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard for me to ask people for money for my time because I don't like to ask people to give back to me because I just like to give myself freely. And so to ask for somebody to give me money, it just feels dirty. And so to know that I'm going through hard times, to say, hey, I need money. That's like heartbreaking. But like to reach out to friends and say, hey, I am going through hard times. And they're like, yeah, we can support you. That was really comforting and well received. So that was light in the day. Trust said you were muted. Uh... Her audio is definitely going up, but she was, she's kind of crying, so her voice is a little bit down. I know that's difficult, sweetheart. And listen, I've, I've kind of been going through the ups and downs myself because as an artist, as a content creator, you know, I'm not making as much as I need to. Ultimately, it comes down to me. I'm the breadwinner. And if money's tight, it's because own dog ain't earning enough. So I've been trying, and I know it's hard for you, but blessed are your friends for helping, and I don't think you should feel bad, because, I mean, let me ask you this. If somebody would have said, I hear you, I really need some reading, but I just can't, you'd have read for them anyway. Absolutely. Like I said, I like to give myself away freely, because... That's what I think the world should be about. And that's why it's so hard for me to ask to give back because it doesn't seem like it should be. That feels transactional. Like, 
And I just, I hate the idea of transactional relationships. And that's why it breaks my heart to to go and say, hey, I have this tarot reading or time to share and can you donate in my direction? Because it just, it feels broken to do it that way. But it was so nice of the people that could offer something in return. And I was grateful for that because we are definitely in need of those that could share in our direction. We are. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help when you need it. And if you let those folks know, hey, doing readings today and we're graciously accepting donations, you know, we're in a tight spot, always welcome, never required. I think I, I really don't feel you should feel bad for it, but I know your feelings. And so I'm going to try to, you know, I just I'll make some more money and then you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> I hate to put that pressure on you because you're doing you're. You're going through it yourself in your own way, where my struggles are mental, yours are physical, and you're just, you physically are going through it to where it's hard to get up in the day and sit at the desk and, and do the things you need to do. So, like, I, I have, I can't function in my own way, but you can't function in yours. So, <laughs> we got a battle we're going up against right now. <laughs> We will persevere. Yes, we will. We always do. Over in the kick chat, a Brazilian guy wants to know what his own dog. What's the meaning? Well, you know how you play a video game sometimes and you do really well and you say that guy got owned? Yeah, that's right. I'm an owned dog, baby. That's how you own dog. That's, that's what it means. <laughs> so, and trust thank you your comfort is well received i appreciate you i'm glad you were here um the good in my day was that you were able to alma gave me a neck massage which is nice anyway but i have been so messed up like i've been unable to turn my head still hurts but it's better alma was able to give me a neck massage in spots like if you go up your neck to like the base here right behind and under your skull on the sides like right in here holy moly does that hurt like and i it's been i it's been hard to bend my head to even sit up and i mean it hurts when i lay in bed it's just a nightmare and i went from having back pain that they were looking at and i'm still waiting for a call about to the neck being the worst thing that i'm dealing with and yeah, it has, it's, it's taken me out of a lot of things that I need to do. Cause as I sit here at the computer and try to operate the mouse, my hand goes numb and everything I do to earn money is right here in front of this camera, maybe with it off, maybe with it on, but it's right here at this computer. And that's probably my fault. Should have diversified my business offerings or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's become a pain in my neck to sit here. Ah. Uh -huh. But Alma, you were able to get in there and gave me a massage today, and it really did make it better. So it's not perfect, but I was so thankful for the amount of relief that it provided. So that's the good in my day. I'm so glad I could do that for you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it a little bit every day to hopefully keep the relief going so that you don't get as bad as you were. 
Well, I appreciate you. And as a takeaway, I love Alma. And I love Own Dog. He's good people. He's good people. So remember, team, you can catch us Saturdays. Uh, let me do that again. Remember, team, you can catch us Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on both kick.com and youtube.com. Pick your platform of choice. Come on in to the doghouse and let us know what you think. Get ready to own, dog. We're live 9.30 Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We'd love to have you. And the podcast is now available on Spotify. So we've got the first episode up, which is episode 20, and we will put the episodes up going forward chronologically. Hopefully at some point we'll get around to getting all those back episodes in as well. But from here on out, you can expect the weekly installments or the three-a-week installments to show up on Spotify, hopefully the day after the recording. Yeah, I learned Own Dog showed me some premiere, so hopefully I'll be working on it and get them uploaded. Yay! (laughs) Absolutely. All right, team. In the meantime, make a great day and make somebody else's day great as well. And... Tell somebody you love them. That's how you own, dog. I love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for all you do for Alma. This is the own dog. Keep owning the evening, baby.